welcome in everybody. It's another episode of Lonely Town, the Killers podcast. I'm Derek Everett. With me is Jimmy McKnight, and we are just coming off the the, the hype of uh, some really good episodes. I'm still pretty excited that we had Todd Newcomb on a few episodes back, and uh, sometimes I wonder if this is real life, Jimmy. How are you doing? Yeah, this has been a lot of fun, and when you uh, brought up the idea of doing it, that was my first thought was this is going to be a lot of fun and it's it's been even better than than i thought so i'm glad we're doing it and i'm um uh, excited to keep go- keep it going well this week we got uh a favorite ep- well favorite i almost said episode there a favorite song by a lot of people uh we got runaway horses but of course we gotta go down with the interstitials and uh this interstitial um was one that you can only listen to a couple times uh, from the Nephi point and from the Utah point, it's pretty interesting, even though like you don't want to hear about this horse uh, dying. It's kind of graphic. Yeah, I think a lot of, uh, you know, I've read some people responding with, with a cringe, not wanting to hear about a, a horse with a broken leg and poor owner, poor girl crying over it in front of everybody. Uh, but yeah, yeah the, the Ute Stampede is, this is the only reference uh, by name to the Ute Stampede on the album, even though it talks about the rodeo and um, terrible thing. Um, Ute Stampede is called by name in this song. And, you know, it's definitely uh, probably the biggest event in Nephi uh, every summer in July. We have the, the rodeo that comes to town and we've, we've talked a little bit about it, but yeah, definitely the interstitial gives a, a very very sad story to to start it off and um you know the song name of the song is runaway horses so it makes sense to start with a interstitial about a horse yeah it's a, a barrel racing i don't know if a lot of people know that um one of the things though when we we started off is the oh my heck and that's <laughs> about as that's about as utah as it gets uh i i don't know why but i've seen a lot of people online just quoting the oh my heck um you know almost with excitement as when she she opens it up and says that uh you stampede being a tradition like you said it's just uh it's the super bowl of nephi <laughs> it's yeah, a summer it's a multi-day occasion and uh, everybody everybody comes out for it and a lot of people come home for it they don't live in nephi anymore including including us a lot of times yeah even if you don't go to the rodeo a lot of people come home for for reunions or just come back and, and hit a parade or just see people you haven't seen for a long time so um yeah it was sad to listen to barrel racing uh for those of you that aren't rodeo aficionados like me and jimmy um <laughs> it's uh it, it's an event and it's one of the only events that women participate in uh in in the rodeo i think there's a couple others but uh basically they put up three barrels uh i don't remember how far apart almost in a triangle pattern and the horse comes running out you have to make circles around these in a certain um pattern and then run back to like a finish line. It's a timed event. So uh, imagine you're sitting there in the crowd and this horse just comes out uh, going lightning fast speeds to go around these barrels and and somewhere in the rain and, and everything uh, breaks a leg and goes down. This girl that's been training on this for her whole life, this is her profession, how she makes money is going to the rodeos. Uh, so they spend a lot of time with with these animals, you know, not just training, but but going town to town competing, making money uh a livelihood and and to have that horse go down and break its leg i mean she knew that that was the end of the the, the horse and uh to be there in front of an arena i don't know uh, thousands of people 
um, having this experience. It, it does kind of paint a picture and it is kind of gruesome, but uh, with, with the runaway horses and, and how it leads into the song, it's just, it's just kind of interesting. I, I don't remember when this happened. I don't remember hearing about this. I, I haven't went to every Ute stampede. There are some people that went to all, you know, 75 or whatever we're up to. Or, <laughs> or So uh, do, you, do you remember when this, this happened or hearing anything about this horse uh, incident? No, and I, I don't remember uh, being in a, at a stampede in the rain. I know a, a couple of times it, st- it started to rain or been rainy and kind of cleared up once the rodeo started. So I definitely don't, don't remember this occasion. Uh, I feel like given a little interstitial uh, behind the scenes work, I've, I've noticed again online, uh, we're taking questions or people are commenting about things. Uh, I think I've understood how these interstitials were, uh, were gathered. I can't say this for 100% assurity, but being that I know some of the people or what John said, you know, uh, with some of the people in our interview there uh, resonated with me. I'm pretty sure this guy that did the interviews just went down Main Street and talked to business owners or people that were in businesses on Main Street in Nephi. Huh. So if you're a, a detective or a sleuth or if you're ever in Nephi and you want to talk to some of these people or find out who some of these people are, if they haven't came on the Lonely Town podcast by then, just go down <laughs> Main, Main Street and start talking to people. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know who this one was. And if it's who I think it is, they they own a business on Main Street with their family and um i'll just say that for now but i wanted to give out a little nugget for the people because they seem to really like the interstitials (laughs) yeah and i think um one of the ways i see the interstitial tying into the song horses are beautiful creatures it talks about you know one getting hurt and an an awful scene you know i think it ties in a little bit to the song where it's you know something that starts out beautiful a relationship that that's going really well and uh, a lot of sacrifices are being made and then it ends it ends up turning kind of for the worse and I didn't, I didn't really catch that at first, but when I read the, again, I'm going to read the Apple intro that Brandon gave for Runaway Horses. It talks about a little bit about that. It says, life's going to be hard. Brandon said, life's going to be hard for whatever choice or whatever road you take. There's going to be obstacles and hurdles. In this case, it's about two people that think they're going to finish the race together. And then they end up sort of going in different paths. It's also about coming home, no matter where you go, how far you drift. You're always trying to get home. So I didn't earlier, I didn't catch, you know, the first few times I listened, I didn't really catch that it was people drifting apart. I just focused on, I guess, the lyrics that talk about, you know, giving up school for a wedding ring and it made it sound like things were, were going great. I didn't really catch, catch it going, going poorly until, you know, as I look closer with that, um, after reading that, it's definitely clear that, uh, you know, it says there was promise in our stride, but we changed courses. You know, it's great. It rhymes with horses, but it also shows that, you know, after their start that was going so well, they, they kind of turned turned apart. So, I I just thought that was interesting to to read his his take on. You know, he wrote it, so his take is the most important. But it it gave me a new perspective that I hadn't really noticed the first few times I listened to it. Yeah, that that changing courses comes out, um, and like like you said, it's uh. It's one of those things to relate it with the interstitials. This girl's been making a living riding this horse and, you know, things don't always go as planned, no matter how hard you put in the work. Sometimes things just don't work out. And I think we've all probably been in relationships or, or had relationships, whether that's uh, with somebody that you're getting married to or have a a romantic relationship with, or just a friendship or business relationship where uh, things are going good. You know, you're, you're going striding, feeling like everything's great. You're sacrificing for one another. 
And then for whatever reason, sometimes it just doesn't work out and you, you have to change courses and, you know, do that head first into the unknown, the next line there. So, yeah, I, I think it took me a couple of times too, uh, before I, I thought, oh, this is a, this, <laughs> this isn't a happy ending song. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, the, the overall uh, theme of the song, you know, it keeps coming back in the chorus to uh, comparing this couple or this relationship to, to runaway horses that it's kind of like a, I don't know, you, you might be starting with um, feeling free and, you know, free in the West Hills. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, horses can be free and run away. It might, it might feel like it's free, but then what happens when it, you know, gets too out of control or goes, goes too far away from home. A lot of kids try to run away when they're little and, and there's a lot of kids with stories about that where they get mad at their parents and they usually make it about, you know, hundred yards uh, away from their house before they realize, um, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going and I really want to eat and have a warm place to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. There's that, that sense of we want freedom and independence and, you know, you, you go, uh, or there's always that, uh, saying of the dog that's, you know, gets off the leash, chase the car and doesn't know what to do when they find it. And I think, <laughs> There's, there's kind of that here is you, you get your freedom, you go hundred miles an hour and then it's like, well, now what, you know, I didn't, you don't think past that point of, I just want to be free and be able to do whatever I want. Uh, my, my first impression going back to when this song started, uh, probably the first time I heard it, I, was, I wanted to get your take on this. To me, it sounded like it could have been a Tom Petty song. It had a, kind of a Tom Petty feel to me. Am I, am I crazy uh, there? I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, it's definitely um, got that kind of a, a tone tone to it that's the word I, I was looking for well when i first was because you know you read the reviews or you're listening and everyone's going springsteen or they're going you know saying these comparisons or that comparison or whatever well when, when i heard this i just thought oh, this could have been a tom petty cover song i don't know <laughs> brandon's voice even how it how it was, was put together there i just that was that was my first first impression i had to say before we got too far into the song is uh this this might as well or could have been uh him channeling tom petty well, there's another there's another um, band reference that I don't think it sounds that much like the song, but he does talk about this girl being crazy about the Benz. Are you a big radio fan, Radiohead fan, Derek? Uh, okay, computer. That's about. <laughs> I should be. I, I know they're uh, acclaimed and uh, a great band, but I never got too into Radiohead. Yeah, I, uh, my favorite Radiohead song is "High and Dry," which is from the Benz. But yeah, I. I don't know many other songs and I thought it was an interesting thing to throw into the song. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just a reference of uh, music Brandon was into and, and just a way to put that into, uh, I know there's a big, I know there's a big, uh, and I know Radiohead's not just, you know, the, the United Kingdom or whatever, but there's a big United Kingdom audience. And, and we're learning that just from people participating in our, our stuff that we do on Facebook or Reddit or wherever, you know, Instagram. And I think Radiohead's based out of there. So if nothing, it might just be more of a, I think Brandon's into it, obviously, but it might just be tipping the cap to, to those guys because they are really, really good fans. Yeah. And I think, I guess I can see how, um, you know, another reason you might, one of the things that came to mind when you were asking about Tom Petty was a lyric that I had to just look up while you were talking and where he says, she's a good girl, crazy about Elvis loves horses. <laughs> And her boyfriend too, yeah, definitely fits in with with this theme of this song. Yeah, almost his voice and cadence in some parts. I just thought this uh, this uh, could have been a Tom Petty unrecorded song that Brandon just <laughs> found and, and decided to put pen to paper and change a few things here and there, and, and bam, we got we got a song. 
Um, yep. Also, uh, Phoebe Bridgers is uh, on this. Uh, this is the duet here. Um, you have any any uh, thoughts about Phoebe or kind of the same thing, her background or anything like that? Uh, I had never really heard of her before. And, uh, you know, once the album came out, I found an interview or some kind of article that it was pretty much uh, Brandon Flowers and Phoebe Bridgers uh, interviewing each other, just having a conversation that was that was transcribed and and put in an article somewhere. And so, um, you know, outside of that, I hadn't had no reference for for who she was and what her I, I don't know what her other music's like. Uh, yeah, she, uh, our, our friend, John, John Eyre, who was on the show a few episodes back is a big Phoebe fan. And I saw, um, I think it was on his Instagram or one of them. Uh, one of the things he was running on my band's Facebook, but when this song was released or when they announced it, he, uh, he put a comment how he's been bugging Brandon to do a duet with, with Phoebe for years. So he finally felt like he was vindicated in that. Mm-hmm. And the same way we're feeling vindicated with this album, I guess. So, uh, secretly i i hope it was john pushing it through i know he would say he had nothing to do with it and he probably doesn't but uh, i just want to give him a, a little shout out here for uh you know putting that bug in brandon's ear if nothing else yeah I, um in this song there are not too many uh direct nephi references the ones that i i picked out were you know in the the very beginning it says small town girl nephi is a small about as small town as you get <laughs> small town girls from nephi yeah, and it talks about the in the face of a hard wind where I grew up in Nephi is right in the canyon wind tunnel <laughs> where every morning, uh, if you go out early in the morning, um, there's a, a wind coming out down through the canyon. So for me, the, the wind is a is a Nephi reference just because, um, you know, every night the wind picks up and, and blows blows through town well i guess part of town depending on where you live compared to the canyon yeah i didn't have as much my house as you you did over on that side of town but i i think the coca-cola grin just paints a picture everyone there's just kind of iconic billboards where you see that that face and smile uh other thing with with phoebe i don't know if she was a small town girl necessarily but i do remember uh when brandon was talking to x96 on that interview we were talking about with todd that he mentioned that her family and stuff was kind of in rodeo or the rodeo trade. Oh, yeah. So that was something that kind of uh, related to this song. Uh, and a reason she fit in with the song is because she had that rodeo background, at least in her family. So um, yeah, with the small town, I just, yeah, small town, Coca-Cola uh, just kind of paints this, this story of, you know, this, this girl's just, I don't know, little small town girl. All American girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's all American girl. And then it gets to the point where she's going to put away her childish things and he swoops on in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only other reference um, really that uh, I picked up on that related to Nephi in the song is traded school for wedding rings and rent invitation sent of you and him by a barn out on the edge of town. And yeah, there's definitely barns in Nephi, you know, it's still got a strong farming presence there. Um, you know, the in Nephi, the culture is definitely you go get your pictures taken for uh, your wedding invitations that you send out. You go take them somewhere scenic or somewhere cool with, you know, sometimes rustic and an old barn on the edge of town is definitely something you would see. And I have definitely seen. Uh, I didn't didn't have my uh, wedding announcement pictures taken in Nephi, unfortunately, but definitely is a common, common thing. Yeah, I think. uh 
one thing that to, to hit on is uh, the part where they did he traded school for for wedding ring, rings and rent and uh it might be a cultural thing too but i think um there is this idea of, of you grow up and, and you get married and, and you move on with life or, or whatever. And I think a lot of times that might become a, it might be a sacrifice or it might be a goal depending on the person of they want to become a house wife or, or have a family and children or, or whatever, not necessarily a career woman, but there might be uh, people that wanted that career and wanted to, you know, go whatever direction that was. And uh, I think the song's just kind of, talking about there are there are people that put their lives on hold or or sacrifice to, to have that family and it's an important thing uh, i think in the community that's something that that's important is that people do um you know you kind of grow up and, and want to get married i don't know if that's everywhere if that's nephi specific but to me that just kind of stood out as uh is something that uh that happens i don't i don't know i assume it happens everywhere but i think in I always say Nephi or the culture, but in Utah, maybe it's more rural towns. That seems to be something that happens earlier than um, other places. It seems like people might get married, you know, in their mid thirties to, to later forties and, and uh, traditionally or culturally in, in Utah or smaller Utah towns, it's, it's early twenties. A lot of the times uh, where it says you, you traded school for those things. It's, it doesn't really, uh, it's not really clear if it was intentionally or not, or if that was the goal or not, but yeah, it definitely goes both ways. You know, some people uh, had aspirations for a career and end up um, not working out. Um, and sometimes people, you know, they just go to school to meet somebody. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing to get a degree. It's just one of those things where life happens sometimes too. And that might be where it is. You might've been going to school and, and things change and, and you end up with a guy or you end up with a gal and, and, and life goes on. And, you know, a lot of people don't finish school for various reasons. Um, whether they're talking about, I'm, I'm guessing they're talking college, not high school, but um, I guess I don't know for sure. Uh, but the, the invitation sent my, my little line I wrote here uh, is how many times have you seen this scene of uh, uh I don't know so much now, but you get wedding invites in the mail and, you know, they'd have the couple's pictures uh, where they're registered. Um, you know, if you're invited to the reception or, or the ceremony or whatever, but a lot of the times there would be just a couple out by a, by a barn or an old farm truck or something. And, and uh, I, when I heard that in the song as well, just the barn on the outskirts of, outskirts of town, I could picture it in my head. I, I don't know where this barn is. I might have to drive around and find some, but I could just picture, you know, not anyone specifically, but just pictures of people and their wedding invitations out by a barn, you know, somewhere at the end of town. Yep. Definitely keep an eye on the Instagram um, for a picture of a barn. <laughs> We're definitely, definitely got one in mind that I'm going to take a picture of and, and share with everybody. Well, I'll still throw it over on the Facebook then or, or maybe uh, still snap a few of my own, but there's definitely, if you come, I know we're always, uh, it's kind of weird because with the podcast, we're talking to people that will never come to Nephi. We're talking to the people that might come to Nephi for this thing. And we're talking to people that have lived in Nephi their whole lives and or moved out of Nephi. So uh, some of the things we say don't relate to people or probably have any, you know, reason for them to care and other things might be interesting. So I guess if it, if it's not interesting to you, that's fine. But if it is interesting to you, uh, hopefully you enjoy it. But if you come to Nephi, you can drive around. Um, if you go kind of out west um, of town, 
you know, there's more of the, the farmhouses and, and people with some property out that way on the other side of the train tracks. Uh, you're probably more likely to run into some barns. If you're out, if you're out barn hunting, um, probably go out West or kind of in between, uh, Nephi, Mona area, maybe even out towards Levan, but not, not in the city itself. We see many barns. Yeah. And if you ever find yourself skipping out of church and going West through some hedges and fields, you, you'll definitely run across some barns. <laughs> and if you do take a picture and share it with us on social media. <laughs> As you were talking, I was thinking, you know, of all the different audience members we might have, you know, we're definitely just two perspectives and there's a lot of other perspectives out there. People who grew up in Nephi, people who still live in Nephi. Yeah, uh, you, if you, might, you might criticize us, but hey, if you want to come on the show or have some different perspective to share, we, we're we happy to hear it or, or have you share it. That's, that's definitely true. If you want to talk about the killers, Brandon, Nephi, whatever, reach out to us. We're happy to have anyone on, give your perspective. That's all this is, is our, our opinion and our perspective. But I think Jimmy said in the first episode is you've had 20 years to do it and no one did. So we're doing it. So yeah, it gets to the song to where, you know, they're changing courses, um, whether that's breaking up or divorce or, or whatever. It is kind of, it is kind of sad, but that's something again in, in small, small communities aren't uh, an exception to the rule. I mean, people for whatever reason uh, get divorced or, or the relationships don't last or businesses fall apart or, or whatever it is. And, uh, I think where it is smaller communities, there's usually people that um, either speculate more or, you know, want to know the dirt or, or hear things or might be involved in different situations. So it can be a hard thing to start over again. Uh, where Brandon's talking about, it's never too late to come back home again, whether that's this girl coming back home after this relationship or if it's him coming back uh, to Nephi after moving to Vegas all these years, you know, coming back and trying to have a relationship with the town again. It is never too late, and regardless of what people's feelings were, it's almost that prodigal son. Uh, I know there was another killer song that kind of had that same theme, but, you know, it's never too late to come home. Uh, people are, are here to welcome you, so I, I kind of like how how that turns a kind of a negative into a positive. Yeah, one of the, the lines that I really like that was thought-provoking for me is where he says, uh, put your dreams on ice, never thinking twice. Some you'll surely forget and some that you never will. And as I thought about the reference, potential reference to Nephi and, and giving up on your dreams, you know, I think in this case, it's talking about making the decision that was life altering and was a commitment and that ended up not working. I guess that's one of the points of, you know, I wanted to make is that no matter where you live, um, you've got to make choices. And when you make choices, you're, you're choosing one thing over another, you're giving something up. And, you know, I, it's it's never too late. Maybe sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's too late. Sometimes it's not. A lot of a lot of times, um, there's still a chance if you've given up on something to to make a different choice and come back to it. So I I wonder with that too. Um, if that's something going back to his family, you know, when he he was chasing his dream to go to Vegas and and start this well not start this band he was going to Vegas for whatever reason originally if he had that thought of if he because uh, you go into uh, uh, another life was that the name of the song another life yeah there, there's a TV show that's called that too that now I'm kind of confused with but anyways you go into that that song where it talks about almost parallel lives of if you you know didn't leave or or anyways we'll get into that when we cover it. But I wonder if, uh, you know, that was a, a thought that he had with this is some people didn't chase their dreams. He did. And they put their dream on ice to stay in Nephi, whatever that 
ended up being whether it's raising a family or working out the NRP or, or whatever, you know, or sacrificing, uh, getting married, whatever the story is there. So I wonder if that's just his way of kind of thinking that way too, of he's writing from that perspective. But what if I have just put my dreams on ice and stayed in Nephi? Uh, what would have happened? Was this be kind of a relationship that he'd have been in, you know, going through breakups, yeah. divorces, whatever that might be, uh, versus his perspective is obviously different where, where he did go uh, chase his dream. But then at the end, you know, he's always welcome to come back home um, to the point where his family was here when his parents were alive and here in Nephi, if that, I don't know if that relates to that or not, but that's just something that crossed my mind when we were going through the lyrics there. Yeah. And that'll definitely come up again. Like you said, on in another life, even the getting by um, overall, I know this is a lot of people's favorite songs uh, on the album uh, for me, covering the Nephi perspective and things. There wasn't a whole lot Nephi esque. I think it could have been almost any, any song, um, from not any band, but you know what I'm saying? It it didn't necessarily uh it fits into pressure machine because it's small town. But but other than that, um it's just a nice rodeo horsey girl song, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, if this wasn't on pressure machine, if it would have been on one of the earlier albums, it's probably one I wouldn't have have picked and said this one's definitely about Nephi. Yeah, yeah there's definitely a lot of references that you can find that relate. I mean, we just snuck the stampede in there somehow with the horses or the barn. Oh, yeah, I guess with the interstitial, it's, it's definitely with about that, it, would have been, it would have been a hard one where we can say track street or, or different things, or I can say that Sinclair station, but we still need to talk about a little more at the land of the free um, that I can make an argument for. This one will have been hard to make a pick for, except for it's on the album that's all about Nephi. So obviously, <laughs> it about Nephi. Yeah. Well, that, that's all I got, Jimmy. You got anything else to add on that? Nope, that's it. It's another episode down from Lonely Town. 